from the Mercy One Studio. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imogene Ingredients. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. And good Thursday morning from the virtual Mercy One studios in West Des Moines. We're back on Skype again this week. Uh, so uh, pardon us if we have a few technical difficulties here. I'm sitting in my little uh, home office. Um, and uh, and Gina is, uh, uh, are you in your bunker or are you in your um, kitchen? I'm actually sitting in the living room. There's a beautiful ah. sun coming through the windows. And it's uh, an excellent day to be at home. Very good. Very good. Well, today is July 2nd, uh, and as I mentioned in my uh, promo video, uh, on this date in 1776, the Second Continental Congress declared independence from Great Britain. It wasn't until the 4th that they finally put together the Declaration of Independence that they, uh, the way they wanted it and adopted it. So we actually, in a way, have two days of independence. Today is the day it was officially voted. Uh, Saturday will be the day that uh, uh, it is, um, uh, the uh, uh, declaration is officially uh, uh, passed. So uh, I think, Gina, that maybe what we ought to do uh, from here on out is to have a three-day holiday, have uh, the second, third, and fourth all as independence days, and give everybody the day off for those days. I'm, I'm liking your idea. It yeah. sounds like a, a good time in the summer to have that many days off from work. Yeah, and uh, I think that would be nice. I th- and, and we would uh, recognize the true history. You know, when John Adams wrote his famous letter uh, to his wife about, uh, you know, we, uh, yesterday we declared independence and it should be a day that's celebrated uh, forever, you know, with fireworks and all that. He was actually referring to the second to July 2nd, not to July 4th, because July 2nd was the day it actually happened. And then, of course, they enrolled the Declaration of Independence on the 4th. So we have two Independence Days. This is the first. And uh, we're looking forward to having a nice Independence Day uh, weekend, hopefully. Will you be celebrating with some fireworks anywhere to- well, I <laughs> I have a dog, and that will scare the heck out of the dog. And God only knows what the cat would do. We have, you know, didn't have her. Well, she was so small last year on the Fourth of July that she wouldn't hurt anything anyway. But uh, uh, I don't know what the cat would do. But uh, no, I, with, no, the, with the with the pets here, we uh, we kind of lay off the uh, uh, the noisemakers and that. I am really glad to hear you spewing all this wonderful history that you as a historian have come across and share your knowledge with us, especially in light of um, so much um, misinformation about our our founding fathers and and the history that is being uh, proliferated these days. Yeah, and the history that's being torn down, and uh, we want to... Or rewritten, in the case of... Yeah, or rewritten, and... and, uh, uh, we're, um, we'll end with a special prayer for our country here today uh, because of what is happening. Gina, uh, speaking of prayers, do you have a prayer to open us with? I will. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God of peace, bring your peace to our violent world. Peace in the hearts of all men and women, and peace among the nations of the earth. 
Turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen all of us in hope and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. We have an interesting show today. We have uh, uh, somebody from the Alliance Defending Freedom going to talk about a student Senate president down at Florida State University who was removed for apparently making disparaging remarks, which included defending teachings of the church. Uh, So we're going to find out what that's all about. And then we have on a retired Navy captain. And uh, for those of you who don't understand rankings, uh, a captain in the Navy is uh, the equivalent to a colonel in the Army. And this is Captain Craig Mueller, U.S. Navy retired. He is a, was a chaplain, and he is now president of the Chaplain's Alliance for Religious Liberty. We're going to talk to him a little bit when we come back from these messages. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. According to a 2019 Global Food Security Report, more than 820 million people in the world are hungry today. None of us can help all of them. Most of us can help one. One child. Your gift of $1 a day through Blessman International provides a child in South Africa with a daily hot meal, place of safety, educational experience, and spiritual development. To get started, go to BlessmanInternational.org and click Sponsor a Child. Thank you, Big Red Q Quick Print, for underwriting the sports report. Family owned and operated since 1980, Big Red Q Quick Print is a full service print shop ready to help you with all your printing needs with speed and accuracy. Forms, manuals, brochures, letterhead, envelopes, business cards, custom invitations, design, and bindery. Big Red Q Quick Print, located across from Merle Hay Mall. Online at bigredq Des Moines.com. Big Red Q Quick Print. We make printing easy. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO, and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. And you're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Down in Florida, at the Florida State University, a student, a Catholic student by the name of Jack Denton, 
was uh, removed from his position as student senate president for comments that he made, and you're not going to believe this, um, and you're not going to believe who he was replaced by. But we have on the line with us Tyson Langhofer, senior counsel for our friends at the Alliance Defending Freedom, who's representing Jack. Good morning, Tyson. Um, you want to give us a background on this story? Sure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so Jack is a uh, senior at Florida State, and since his freshman year, he served on the Student Senate, and uh, he was a well-respected member of the Student Senate, in fact, so much so that he was elected to be the president of the Senate about eight months ago. Um, but several weeks ago, in a private group chat with other members of the Catholic Student Union, um, a, one of the members sent around a video link for a video which was um, discussing a recent killing in Florida. And the video, specifically, they said, watch this video because it will support certain organizations. And um, Jack checked out the organizations, and three of them he felt like expressed anti-Catholic views. And so he simply said to the group, hey, just so you're aware, you know, this list seems fine. These are all seem like fine organizations, but several of them have anti-Catholic views, and I just thought you'd be a, want to be aware of that before you go watch the video and support them monetarily. Um, one of the members of the group chat took that to one of the other senators, and that senator then uh, moved to have Jack removed as, as a Senate, as the president of the Senate, simply for expressing Catholic views in a private Catholic group chat. That apparently is forbidden now at Florida State University. Uh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. You know, what people need to understand is that students don't give up their religious freedom when they step onto a public university campus. And public universities cannot allow discrimination against students for their political or religious beliefs. That's, that's true no matter which side of the aisle you're on. Yeah, I noticed that uh, this is going through uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom's Center for Academic Freedom. Now, I think that center was just opened within the past couple of years. Uh, there seems to be a lot of this discrimination on uh, college campuses today against Christians and especially against Catholics. Well, it, actually, the center's been around since 2006, so we've been around a while, um, and, but it, it is... The, the this type of discrimination is increasing, um, primarily because you know the the issues that um, the Orthodox Christians and Catholics, um, though some of the issues that we believe in that are that are long-standing beliefs of you know of Christians, mostly regarding sexuality, uh, human sexuality, things like that. Those are becoming increasingly um, you know. Uh, disfavored on college campuses, and they're being targeted specifically for those, um, so for those views, and that's that's very concerning. Should be concerning for for Catholics everywhere, for Christians, and and frankly for even non-religious people, because if you if you think your views are maybe in the majority now, but they may not be in the majority, you know, uh, later, and and if you're not willing to protect views that you don't like now, your views may be the next one on the chopping block later on when when the winds shift. Our orthodoxy is someone else's heresy, and uh, I guess uh, some of us are getting burned at the stake for that. Um, let's uh, let's talk about the person who they chose to replace him. Yeah, so uh, the new president, um, shortly after he was within within days of being of replacing Jack. Um, Several tweets surfaced um, from the new president. Uh, he's he's uh, a Muslim uh, Palestinian, and he had 
some very, very hateful tweets about Jews and about Israel and um, expressed, you know, uh, very, very anti-Semitic remarks. And after that happened, there was a move to push him out. They had a vote, and it, didn't, it did not pass. Many of the members that voted to remove Jack for simply expressing just Catholic views that have been held by the Catholic Church for, you know, since the, since the inception, um, has, uh, you know, those, they removed him for that. But for, you know, specifically anti-Semitic views, this president still remains the president. Um, and so there's a, there's a double standard. And I think that should concern everybody, um, you know, because all students should be able to peacefully share their views with other students and, and not be, not be in, in uh, fear that they're going to be punished because of their views. But it, it is a, there's this double standard on campus um, where Orthodox Christian views are, are being increasingly targeted, even when um, hateful views on the other side are being encouraged. Right, and we've seen this in a number of other college campuses. We've seen it in Iowa here, at the University of Iowa and at Iowa State, uh, how uh, Christian organizations are being discriminated against. But let's go back to Jack. Uh, What is his, or or what are his rights now? Is he going to appeal this? Can he go to court? Is there a mechanism within the university that he can uh, uh, appeal to? There is, actually, and that's what we've done. So we've helped Jack. He's filed a, an appeal with the Florida State uh, University Supreme Court, and that, that court is made up of, of law students at the university, and, and he has uh, appealed the decision on three bases. One, it violates the Florida State University non-discrimination policy, which prohibits discrimination based upon religion. It also dis- it violates the, the Senate rules, which also incorporate the Florida State University non-discrimination policy and, and prohibit this type of discrimination. And then it also violates his First Amendment rights. I mean, it's blatantly unconstitutional to discriminate against individuals for holding religious convictions. And that's exactly what's happened here. And so we've appealed that to the Supreme Court, and we are hopeful that you know that the court will overturn this decision and place Jack back in his rightful position as the Senate president. Now, as Senate president, um, we're, I guess we're getting ready to start another academic year. Is he a senior or junior? Or he's a, he's a senior, so he will graduate in December. So he doesn't have that much longer, and so we're hoping to you know to move this along. But you know that not only did he get removed as, as Senate president from you know not only did he lose the ability to to influence the Senate, but but that's the only paid position. So he has, he's actually losing salary, you know, money that he used to support himself um, from this removal. And, and, you know, he also loses the ability to, again, appoint committee members and, and to really use his influence to, you know, to uh, help the students of, of Florida State University. And I, if the, oh, go ahead, Gina. No, no I'm real curious about the, the position of the university. You know, everything that we've discussed so far seems very student-driven. Um, so the institution can't be too excited that this is um, a, a media issue and a mark against their university's uh, religious freedom uh, initiatives. How is there anybody from the administration that has gotten involved or can oversee this or override it? Sure. So nobody, uh, the university has not yet issued a statement that I'm aware of on this topic, and nobody has reached out to Jack to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to look into this. Um, if the Senate rules, if the, I'm sorry, if the Supreme Court rules against Jack, then there is an appeals process to the university directly. And so um, if, if it is a, 
um, unfavorable decision, then we will appeal that up to the university, and hopefully the university will do the right thing and, um, you know, um, reverse this decision. And so there, there is the opportunity for the university to weigh in, but they have not yet done so. Interesting. It, so it seems it, to me that this appeal could take uh, almost until December when his um, term would expire and he would graduate. So beyond that, are, are there any civil remedies? Are you thinking about a federal court action or anything? Well, there there are civil remedies. Um, as of right now, we've decided to take the course, the, the university, because we're hopeful that they're going to do the right thing. Um, so depending, you know, th- this is a fluid situation. There are, you know, there obviously, you know, you can uh, enforce your, um, you know, bring a lawsuit for a violation of First Amendment rights through federal court, and, and that is an option as well. Uh, right now, we're just considering it through the university. Um, but, but you know, that it, it's important for everybody to understand that, you know, the First Amendment is universal and extends to people of all beliefs, and universities that discriminate against religious students violate the First Amendment. And no student should feel forced to silence their deepest moral convictions in order to keep a job or participate in student organizations. Amazing. Uh, I take it um, from what I know and what you've kind of indicated here that this is not a um, isolated uh, instance on college campuses today. The discrimination no, against uh, Christians. No, it, it's definitely not. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, this is a it's a it's it's fairly common. Um, you know, when <clears throat> when Christians espouse. Um, you know, orthodox teachings on, on various issues, including, you know, human sexuality. Um, it is, you know, there is a um, real uh, reaction against that. And that's what I think, that's, the, that's what the First Amendment is designed to do, is to protect um, the ability of everyone to live according to their faith, especially on a public university campus where it's supposed to be the marketplace of ideas. I mean, free expression should be encouraged, not shut down. The Catholic Student Union is one of the largest student unions on campus, and it's designed to um, to be a, a community for those Catholic students and encourage each other in this in their Catholic faith and help them uh, on campus. And and if they can't express Catholic views in a Catholic group chat with other Catholic students, where can they do that? Yeah. Well, I think we can see a lot of this being played out in the streets today, where people that are coming out of academia uh, have no concept of what uh, uh, tolerance for other ideas really means. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing that in, in the last 20 years, you've seen an unbelievable explosion of uh, bureaucracy at public universities to teach diversity and inclusion, and yet this is, you know, the, the, the intolerance coming out of public universities, especially towards religious views, is, is, you know, higher than it has been in a very long time. And so something's clearly broken in the, in the, in the process and the programs that, that these universities are teaching. The Tyson, go ahead, oh, Gina. The, the individual that replaced the, um, uh, that replaced the student, you said was a Palestinian uh, Muslim, and uh, he's, I saw in the article that he had written um, publicly in his social media his hateful remarks towards those of uh, the Jewish people and those living in Israel, comparing them to Nazi Germany. So somehow that is um, different when compared to uh, the uh, the religious bigotry described by the student union towards um, Denton. 
Yeah, you know, there's no obviously there's no logical ability to to make this distinction. I don't know exactly, you know, how they make the distinction. I mean, the the fact is they argued that, you know, that Jack wasn't able to uh represent all students. Well, clearly Florida State has a large Jewish population. I don't know how they can, you know, make the argument that Jack could not, but but this president could when he's clearly expressed his views about uh, you know, um Jewish students. But the bottom line is, um, you know, this is this is the type of thing that the First Amendment, but you know, on, on both sides, is designed to protect. And, and, and the universities and people in power at universities should not be able to pick and choose which speech they like and which speech they don't like and who gets punished for their views and who doesn't. That's why we have the First Amendment. And so we need to be principled about standing up for people that, whose speech we dislike and who we disagree with, but say that the, that the answer to bad speech is more speech. It's not censorship, especially on a college campus where, you know, these students are supposed to come together and discuss important issues of the day. Yeah, that you're very right on that. Uh, uh, Tyson, if uh, someone needs to get a hold of uh, the uh, Center for Academic Freedom for, uh, they may have a problem or just need more information on the subject, uh, where would they go? Yeah, go to ADF, that's Alliance Defending Freedom, ADFlegal.org, and uh, you can find out all kinds of information about um, not only Center for Academic Freedom, but the other work that we do at ADF, and then there's also a, uh, a link that you can um, you know, ask us for help, and we, we'll, uh, we'll get in touch with you. Uh, there's probably also a link on there somewhere for uh, if somebody wants to make a financial contribution. Uh, a lot of these organizations like ADF um, uh, provide all their services pro bono, uh, so they depend on us to help support them. So if you get a chance to do that, please do so. Tyson, it was great having you on the program. Good luck uh, with what you're doing. Uh, give our best wishes to Jack. God bless you, and thank you for being here today. Will do. Thanks for having me. Certainly. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, and we will be back in just a few minutes. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and John Leonetti in the Morning is provided by Blessman International. The coronavirus has impacted lives in Iowa and around the world. This is especially true in rural South Africa, where COVID-19 restrictions have led to vulnerable children being hospitalized due to starvation. To combat this hunger, Blessman International now offers a program called One Child at a Time. You can sponsor a child in South Africa for $1 a day. Learn more at BlessmanInternational.org. BlessmanInternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. 
Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Here's your forecast on Iowa Catholic Radio. High pressure will be covering our area through much of the upcoming holiday weekend with sunny conditions and very warm temperatures. We'll be in the upper 80s this afternoon with some sunshine. Overnight clear and down to about 70. It looks like upper 80s again tomorrow and sunny. 90 for Independence Day. The weather is brought to you by Divine Treasures, a Catholic book and gift store serving the Des Moines community for over 25 years. I'm meteorologist Steve Hamilton on Iowa Catholic Radio. And this is I, this is uh, Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are back. Um, we wanted to bring on uh, somebody from uh, representing the ch- military chaplains for what uh, we would hope to be kind of a positive uh, uh, segment. Uh, but something came up just recently that I want to visit about. And uh, we have with us now Captain Greg Bueller, uh, United States Navy, retired, who is now president of the Chaplain's Alliance for Religious Liberty. Uh, Captain, thank you for joining us today, and uh, we wish you a a happy uh, holiday weekend here. Well, thank you, sir. It's great to be with you all. And uh, you outranked me by quite a bit, so I should be calling you, sir. <laughs> I was I was in the army, and I was a very junior officer in the army. Uh, but anyway, I wanted to get to this story, and I and I sent you a copy of it the other day. It's about the Navy banning troops from indoor religious services. I know we've had a lot of problems uh, in the military before with uh, religious freedom. Uh, especially I think in the Air Force has been one that's been particularly hard hit. Uh, but this thing with the Navy banning troops from indoor religious services, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what is going on there and, and uh, whether it's uh, come to the attention of the uh, uh, Chaplain's Alliance? Yes, sir, absolutely. Yeah, I. Uh, this came out on June 24th. The Navy issued an order in response to COVID-19 and it came from Navy North. Um, basically, that's the he wears two hats: these fleet forces, and also Navy North. He's the commander that for the Navy side of uh, that big joint command, if you will. And yeah, mm-hmm. it kind of specifically came out and said that service members are prohibited from visiting, patronizing, or engaging in off-installation specific facilities. But they make the point of actually including to include indoor religious services. And that caused us at Chaplain Alliance for Religious Liberty to have great pause. And, and we have uh, written a letter to the Chief of Chaplains for the Navy, as well as to other elected authorities and uh, the Secretary of the Navy and Department of Defense, because clearly 
that's overreaching uh, for religious liberty. Because basically what they're saying is that our, our sailors, I know there's others besides sailors assigned to this command, but I'm going to use the term sailors as a sailor, <laughs> sure. cause co- uh, deep concerns, because it also includes our chaplains are not allowed to attend indoor religious services in their communities. This is a far-reaching order because it also includes areas where the communities and local authorities are opening up. So the churches are open, you know, practicing the CDC uh, requirements of, of social distancing and masks in some places, and, you know, it covers a lot variety. So we have uh, sailors who are, are serving in areas that are opening up, and they have been allowed to go worship with their families out in town to their services, but now are forbidden to do so. So it's a, it's a big deal, and uh, we have... Uh, we're working hard with uh, different organizations to get this rescinded and at least to, to strike that part about attending religious services because that's clearly a violation of the First Amendment uh, that you can't tell a sailor and his family. Uh, and if you read the order even further, it even tries to get the families and contractors and others to do the same. Yeah, now there are other things that are allowed, though, aren't they? Yeah, that's the biggest uh biggest offense, I think, is in one of my, my good friends, Mike Berry, who's from First Liberty Institute, who has been representing a few uh, sailors who and an airman who are, are fighting this, made the great comparison. Yeah, right. I've, and, got, I've got a copy of the letter that he wrote. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that our sailors can't go to church, but they could go to a party or host a party even at their home with as many as they can fit as long as they practice social distancing. And I'd like to share with you, this is a, this is a real uh, anecdotal story that happened to one of my guys. He's a retired Army uh, chaplain, but his daughter is engaged to a Navy sailor, and uh, he's a submariner, so they're getting ready to go to sea this week. Uh, but he was forbidden to go to church to receive the Lord's Supper. My background is uh, Lutheran, so we have the sacrament of the Lord's Supper so he wasn't able to go to church with his fiance and their family on Sunday, but he was able to attend a pre-deployment party at the house because, you know, that's, and that just really shows the anecdotal ridiculousness of it. So he couldn't get his sacramental Lord's Supper on Sunday, but he could go to a party on Monday, and now they, hence they are underway this week. So it'll be six months before he's able to go to a, you know, to receive the sacrament from uh, his pastor. So anyway, that just kind of shows the problem with this order. Uh, it seems we've had a, a federal judge in New York that just uh, saw through some of this and, and ruled that it can't be done this way. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that the Navy uh, will um, reconsider this ban. I do, absolutely. And there was another uh, Fifth Circuit, I think, as Mike Berry shared with me, that... Uh, that's just recently ordered, let's see, I think a guy, yeah, June 18th, the Fifth Circuit just ruled that government does not have carte blanche, even in a pandemic, to pick and choose which First Amendment rights are open and which ones mm-hmm. remain closed. So, yeah, there's all kinds of uh, cases coming out to support uh, religious liberty, and we get it, and we want to be very careful, you know, as chaplains especially, we want to support the Navy in the sense that it is a fighting force, we want to protect the health and welfare of our sailors, and we get that, and we are very supportive of, of practicing 
you know, strict protocols to protect our, our sailors, but you can't have one and not the other. And, and then they can also go to church on base. It's not like the virus stops at the gate. Um, you know, so <laughs> there's so many other uh, issues with this. So, Captain, the, as we go ahead, Gina. As we talk about this issue, this particular issue, I know that your organization and uh, First Liberty and others have always um, worked hard to protect the religious liberties of our uh, armed services members. And, but I'm wondering if it has accelerated under this pandemic and all the attacks that have, uh, or the, the true biases towards religious uh, liberties have become have bubbled to the surface both in the secular and i'm assuming in the um in in the armed services have you seen more activity are you guys a lot more busy is there are there more instances of of true bias yeah it certainly has circled before this navy order we've been working hard with the uh, army chaplaincy because they had uh via social media because our chaplains just like uh the pastors and priests and parishes and all religious are, are thinking out of the box to try to to do this in a uh, you know in a pandemic society, doing more online, more uh, social media ways to reach their you know their soldiers. And so we've had some challenges with the army too, who won't allow religious uh, social media posts on the command webpage or face you know Facebook page, and you almost have to go to two clicks to you know to get to the chaplain <laughs> to get some spiritual support. And, and I guess for us as Chaplain Alliance for Religious Liberty, you know, no one, uh, you know, checks their faith at the door when they take the oath or join the military, enlisted or officer. And we're just asking that, you know, we, we've pushed a long ways to importance of spiritual fitness to our sage, sailor soldiers, airmen and Marines and Coast Guardsmen, and then to now make it so hard for them to receive the spiritual fitness support that they need. Uh, it seems kind of uh, counterproductive, you know, spiritual fitness, and I know there's different definitions of that, but we understand that that's an important part of uh, any of our military personnel who sign up and join our military. So I think you're right, Gina. I think we do see it's just a different world, too, so maybe that's caused, uh, you know, a kind of a spike in it because we have groups from the humanist society as an atheist groups who try to stamp it down and make a separation and say, no, you can't have any religious things on the command webpage, which is of course ridiculous because the commander is the commander's religious program and the commander is responsible for free exercise of religion for, for his or her troops. So, you know, they got to do that the best they can. Yeah. Well, I, I know you've had problems with, uh, I guess it's Mikey Weinstein. Is that his name of the, Freedom, military freedom from religion coalition, or something like that, has attacked almost everything that uh, has been done that can be uh, described as anyway religious in the military. Yeah, sure. He is definitely one of those who has specifically reached out to uh, try to get commanders to say it's illegal or immoral or wrong to have any kind of religious content on a commander's page or in a commander's, uh, uh, yeah, that it's a long list, but you know, he's not the only one. And, and, uh, certainly is a different understanding of what freedom of religion really is, uh, of people being able to exercise and practice their deeply held religious beliefs of all faiths or no faith at all. It's always been right. a constitutionally protected, uh, 
issue. So, yeah, we're just yep. trying to make sure that, uh, you know, Chapel Alliance Religious Liberty represents a lot of uh, chaplains, and we want the free exercise for them to be free to be faithful. You know, that's all we ask. We're not trying to say those who, who don't have faith have to listen to us, but certainly we want to protect um, the free exercise of those who want to uh, exercise their faith or want to reach out to a chaplain for for protection and, and for, you know, help and healing and for encouragement, especially as you mentioned on your show, you know, we're getting close to the 4th of July here and the liberties, you know, that many of our uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines uh, are willing to sacrifice and die for is the freedom of religion and the opportunity to bring the gospel, to worship the way they want to, you know, any faith that they have, they should have that freedom. That's right. Um, so let's turn now to what our original idea was for this segment and, and look positively here. Uh, let's talk about what the positive uh, role the chaplains play in the military and how they assist uh, those who are carrying arms for our country and are willing to lay their life down for it. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree that, that there is so much that our chaplains are doing that are, you know, under the radar, but they are embedded with their their soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines, um, working hard, tirelessly to, to provide religious services for them, uh, whatever faith group they have. But a lot of it is done as facilitating for others. You know, they are working hard for all those in their care to make sure they have the opportunity to to attend, to to be spiritually fit. Um, so they'll facilitate, you know, from faith that's not their own. So whether it's a, uh, a Lutheran or a priest, chaplain, they take care of all their troops and make sure that they have the facilitation they need to, to worship according to their faith and, and deeply held beliefs. And the last one, you know, it's very important, too, is we care for all. Our chaplains are out there in the mud, you know, on the rucks with them, um, on ships and, and in, in some austere environments, caring for all their, their personnel, and uh, even of those of no faith. They want to make sure that they have the opportunity to, to come someplace where they can talk in absolute confidentiality. As you know, there's probably, that is probably the only place in the military the relationship a chaplain has with their personnel where they can come and talk to their chaplain in absolute confidence and work through any problems that are on their mind that isn't going to go to their first sergeant or their chief petty officer, but they can work through life's challenges. And with uh, you know, the suicide rate, even on active duty, being so high, the chaplain is the one they can come to and uh, that confidence and, and, and receive the counsel that they need, you know, the care that they need. And, and that's so critical and that's, you know, I think that's one of the mottos that uh, chaplains have always, so we, in the Navy, we call it the deck plate ministry, you know, in the Army, it's, you know, getting out with your troops, the battlefield uh, rotation, you know, eating dirt with them and, and just sharing uh, this opportunity in a place that they could go. And that's so critical. And again, it's under the radar. There's not a lot of press about it, but our chaplains from all faiths are working hard and tirelessly to take care of our troops, and that's such a great well, thing. Cer they're certainly doing God's work, and I'm, I'm thinking as you're talking about this, a lot of uh, 
the military is made up of young people in their late teens and early 20s who may be away from home for the first time, maybe away from their parents or their friends, and, um, and, and they need somebody there. They need a rock that they can sit down and talk with, that they can depend upon. And uh, I think chaplains play a very important role in the military. And again, such a special um, calling, first of all, to be someone that's religious, and then to take that additional call to be a part of a, 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 the service uh, member in their uh, division, it seems to be a, a, a big sacrifice and, and a huge calling. Yeah, absolutely. Not a cushy Thanks. job. <laughs> no. You know, that's exactly right. You are... You know, we're in two hats. Obviously, you're endorsed by your religious organization, whatever that might be that the Department of Defense recognizes. But after that, you are in the military. That's right. You are running with them. You have to pass the same PT test. You have to meet the same qualifications. And I think that's important because it is all about relationships. And when they see their chaplain out there with them, you know, uh, just sharing the same dirt and eating the same food and, and doing the same uh, PT they're doing it is so critical that they know they have that confidence and support uh, with their chaplain. So I appreciate you all bringing that out because it, they are the unsung heroes who have no motivation other than to take care of their people. You know, they a lot of this stuff right. that we do uh, in the you know the top cover that we're trying to give them is we just want them to be free to be faithful to take care of their troops that they're because as you mentioned. Uh, it's all, uh, Mike, it's really true that 18 to 25-year-olds is probably the, the sweet spot of our chaplains. You know, that's who they're working with. There's a few of the career folks that they deal with and, you know, the leadership, but a majority of their work really is rolling up their sleeves and working with these 18 to 25-year-olds to help them succeed, to help them spiritually, to be spiritually fit so they can be the best soldier, sailor, airman, coast guardsman they can be with this spiritual support that their chaplain can provide or facilitate for them. Well, we appreciate your time this morning, Chaplain. If there's uh, somebody that needs to get a hold of the uh, Chaplain's Alliance, is there a way to do so? Yeah, the best way for us probably is to go to our website, chaplainalliance.org, and there's all kinds of resources. There's uh, contact uh, forms that any of our our chaplains can go to or any service member to help them, you know, as they maneuver these tricky waters sometimes, but, or people want to support us, you know, in our uh, alliance of endorsers. We, we have several endorsers who are part of this chaplain alliance for religious liberty. So again, that's chaplainalliance.org is probably the best way to get a hold of us and to support us. So thank you so much, Mike and Gina. Certainly. It's been a pleasure here and anything we could do for you, let us know. Thank you for joining us today. We will keep you in our prayers. This is Faith on Toronto on Catholic Radio, and we will be back right after these messages. What is the best gift ever? Well, some might say a Catholic education, and I agree. But if you think you can't afford Catholic education, think again. Apply for CTO, and you could receive up to half your tuition for kindergarten through 12th grade. More information is online, ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. 
Support for Dowling Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic. With two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling graduate, and Dr. Craig Harper, the Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, CTI Ready Mix, for your support of Dowling Catholic Boys Baseball Broadcast. CTI Ready Mix has been serving Central Iowa since 2004 and has become a leader in Ready Mix concrete production. With 50 mixer trucks and locations in Johnston, Grimes, Elkhart, West Des Moines, and Carlisle, they are capable of supplying even the largest projects in Central and North Iowa. CTI Ready Mix, 1001 Southeast 37th Street, Grimes, 515-276-9567. Online at cti-ia.net. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial, provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. Thank you, Skeffington's Formal Wear, for sponsoring Dowling Catholic High School football. In business since 1951, Skeffington's Formal Wear offers quality service, style, and selection, providing tuxedos, suits, and casual groom attire for weddings, proms, and any other special occasion. Skeffington's Formal Wear, with convenient locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Davenport, Coralville, and Ankeny. All locations are family-owned and operated by members in their respective communities, fitting you for life celebrations, online at skeffingtons.com. And we're back. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Uh, Gina, we survived another Skype broadcast today. <laughs> yes, I hope you can hear me. Things are getting choppy yeah. on my end. Yeah, I, I know. I, I can see the chatter as it's going on here. That, yeah. Um, so as long as you can hear me, I, I do have to point out that it'll be interesting to follow the case of Jack Denton at Florida um, State University. Um, I can't see any reason that they couldn't reinstate him to his position and shouldn't under the circumstances. Yeah. So, uh, and um, with Captain Mueller, I thought uh, that was an interesting conversation too. Uh, chaplains, you know, we don't, we don't think of it like this, but chaplains are a lot like uh, medics. Um, they're out in the middle of the field where all the shooting is going. They're not armed, and yet they're as exposed to enemy fire as the next guy. And, I didn't know uh, that. So, yeah, yeah. No, they're not armed. They're not armed. No, they go out there, and you don't want to have a priest out there with a submachine gun going after a, you know, a nest of enemy soldiers. Um, but uh, no, they're out there, and and uh, when somebody needs help, uh, if they're there, they go. They run toward the the person, and um, if they're in the way of a bolt, they're in the way of a bullet, and there are a n- number of chaplains. 
uh, over the years who have died um, servicing people uh, on the battlefield. On the battlefield, sure. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. help to um, think of our own uh, special priest, Father Kautsky, who was once a ra- radio host here at Iowa Catholic Radio right. and a chaplain to all of our youth at the, the Air uh, Force High School. Yes, mm-hmm. he he joined the Air Force and. I, what a what a great step in service up from already a great step up for service uh, as a priest. Um, he very special, very special. And at, you know, during this Fourth um, of July Independence Day celebration, you know, it's good. We always think about our military men and women who um, provided this our freedoms and continue to provide for our freedoms with their service. Um, but then to highlight the um, the chaplains is it, just beautiful. I think. Yeah, they're uh, they're people that uh, again we don't we don't think about a lot when we think about the military, but they they play a pl- a play a very important role. And a lot of that, as as he said, you know, what is it, eighteen to twenty five is kind of the um, range there of uh, of soldiers and sailors that uh, they need to uh, to minister to, and a lot of these people are not yet fully mature, and there are people that are away from home, and they certainly need the guidance of uh, of a of a good spiritual counselor. Well, I think just just beginning to to join um, one of our military service organizations, and then to be put in a, a place of battle. Um, having a good foundation in faith can't, is probably one of the best tools our young men and women fighting for our freedoms uh, could have. Right, right. And, and it, it gives them a little bit of a spree. Uh, not to change the subject, but uh, we had an interesting court case that came down this week. Uh, uh, Christopher Ferrara, who was on the program a couple of months ago, uh, sued uh, New York City and New York State over the closure rules because they were allowing uh, people to go out into protest and, to, and they, in fact it were encouraging them to go out into a protest with Black Lives Matters and all that while they were closing down on uh, church attendance and, and, and ordering churches closed or limited attendance or whatever. And the federal district court in New York says, oh, you know, we can kind of see through this. This is uh, like both our guests today were talking about. Uh, this is, uh, these are issues where uh, you're doing one thing and for one group and then telling another group they can't do the same thing. And so that gets a little dicey legally, and uh, and that case just came down this week, and uh, we will be talking about that a little bit more uh, in the weeks to come. Yeah, I noticed that that judge had um, really kind of laid it out like a good parent might. <laughs> yeah, he really reprimanded the uh, the situation and the and the results of it. So I was glad right. to see that there is a ruling that protects those religious, especially. I know it was important for the rabbis in New York to be able to hold their services that require more than ten men in in, in attendance. Right. And uh, and we were lucky to have the attorney uh, just as he was filing that suit right on here with us, and we will have right. him back again one of these days. So well, that's about it for today. I uh, want to remind you to join us next week and every week on Thursday for Faith on Trial. Uh, but this week, uh, considering all the violence and the hate and the disruption in our nation these days, and as we s- prepare to celebrate our 244th anniversary uh, of an independent nation, We've decided to forego our normal closing and to try to remind everyone what we still stand for. Therefore, we end with this very special prayer for our country and for our fellow citizens. While the storm-
Conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial, Thursdays at 10 a.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app. Support for Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio provided in part by Imaging Ingredients. <laughs> 